0: their two marks exclusively on the pod station. Welcome, listeners, to a new show brought to you by The Two Marks. This time, we're discussing Loki Season 1, and once again, The Two Marks are delivering an irreverent review, providing you lively debate, conversation, and social commentary. Will wibbly-wobbly-timey-wimey stuff blow Mark's mind? Will we get through the episode without a little we coming out? Is the lift system at the TVA as complicated as Starship Discovery's turbo lifts? How many Lokis does it take to create a Marvel show? All this and more will be unpacked in this week's episode. Let me introduce my friend and co-host, Mr. Mark Pollard. Hi, Hey. well?
1: I'm very good. I had to lie down before we did this show, for obvious reasons, in your intro, which was the time element.
0: Every time. Time. I just
1: tried to think of things and then gave up as quickly as I started.
0: I think this episode was easy on you. Well, yes
1: and no, because it's posed questions, which I'm sure we'll come to later, that I feel will probably kill me. <laughs>
0: Well, the good news is it's only six episodes in the season, so it might be short-lived.
1: Indeed. How are you?
0: I'm good, thank you, yeah.
1: Nice to see you back. We haven't given this show a name, have we, really? Or have we? I don't know. This is a director's meeting right here, right now, people. This is you watching behind the curtain.
0: I think this one comes under the two marks, Brandon, and I just give it different music.
1: Excellent. There you go, people. You heard it here first.
0: That was our meeting done. (laughs) That is the extent of our meeting.
1: I'll minute it.
0: (laughs) I'll second it. It's carried. Done. (laughs)
1: this is the first time we've done one of these of the marvel tv world largely because we haven't actually got around to organizing ourselves in time for doing the other stuff but we have done something similar with star trek where when the more recent seasons have come out we've done a a week by week digest of each episode just because we can hopefully people might find it of interest because i know when i'm watching these shows my whole universe just closes around this one tiny little thing I get as much of it as I possibly can between now and the next episode then watch the episode as quickly as possible and then just repeat the cycle for the next six weeks quite frankly any podcast that doesn't have Loki in the title is going to be of little interest to me she's going
0: to hoover it all up
1: yeah she's going to be that's good it is good and it's great because we didn't quite organize ourselves quick enough to do division and Captain and, well it wasn't Captain spoiler alert <laughs> Falcon and the Winter Soldier so we're going to do some retrospective ones. Theoretically One Division's episodes one to six will be out by the time you hear this. And the other ones will be with you momentarily. What do you mark?
0: By the time this is uploaded, One Division Our first episode of three episodes will be live Ooh! quickly followed by
1: (laughs) and just for the record people quickly is a loose term
0: it's a term used often bearing in mind this is a timey-wimey show (laughs) in some variants there is another version of me he just edits that's all he does he doesn't do anything else he's a variant the tva are chasing down at the moment quick question
1: when you heard the phrase variant used in this episode did you just get this natural twitch are like oh shit another variant another one
0: yeah <laughs> it, which one we're we on now I've lost track
1: does the vaccination work against this one
0: I think what happens is if you're a variant they just eradicate you
1: well if we could apply this in real life it would have been so much simpler
0: we haven't even recorded episode 3 of our one division.
1: no we haven't
0: so I can't edit something that doesn't exist no but in
1: the future maybe it does but maybe it doesn't perhaps it was- we are recorded all of them at the same time but in the other alternate universe but we- anyway and it
0: was erased Yeah. see where this is going <laughs> in reality we We'll have Division, which is one episode that covers three episodes in real time. Well,
1: we didn't feel like doing a ball-by-ball commentary for something that's been out for three months and everyone's moved on from mid-much-sense, did we? So we sort of compacted it slightly.
0: The episodes of Division are not enough to justify a whole show for a, essentially a 19, 20-minute episode. No. I think the way we've done it is the best way to do it.
1: Oh, quite frankly, we're always right.
0: Well, what were you saying before about self-determinism? <laughs>
1: Don't be spoiling my two lines of notes before we've even got started.
0: I'll take that bit out. I work for the TVA.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, you are the TVA of the podcasting world.
0: Let's get on to the important
1: part of how people can get hold of us. This is going to be on the Two Marks channel, so if you go onto all of the major podcast platforms and type in the Two Marks, you should see us there. If you subscribe to that channel, you'll actually get all of our stuff. We put everything on there, as well as on the separate channels for some of the more other nuanced stuff so if you're a star trek fan we do a star trek discovery show called disco fever if you're a star trek picard fan you can find our pick hard talk show we do a film policy where we cover films but as i say all of that's on the two marks so if you can't be asked even trying to contemplate what it is i'm talking about just go to the two marks you can check us out on social media as well we're on instagram twitter and facebook on the instagram and the facebook ones we post reviews of stuff if you want to find something to watch on a weekend and you're struggling to think if you can go on there actually you can find stuff that may be of interest it might help you avoid some of the pitfalls that we have I'm trying to remember what the film was now it's the one where Tom Hardy was playing Capone Capone. Um, (laughs) Yes Well Had I have known About my Social media channels And that there was A review on there I might have checked It out first And realised That it was dog shit (laughs) And saved myself Two hours of my life That I will never get back
0: We put the work in So you do not have to
1: Exactly Although You have to trust On the basis That our tastes Are right We obviously think They are But then again We've never looked In the mirror So there are other things Which we perhaps Fall at (laughs) Massively Hey You be the judge of it go on there find it and if you fundamentally disagree with our review tell us
0: that's the best way in fact our, usually our likes the interests are aligned mm. even though we watch them separately we normally give them a similar star rating yeah but that's only an army of two yes 50% of the time we could be right <laughs> We have the
1: Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash thepodstation. Just go give us some money. That'd be nice. I was going
0: to say, we're going to be putting special offers on things so people can...
1: Clearly doing the tactful approach. Give us some money. <laughs> or if you want to sponsor the show as well. I mean, listen, we will whore ourselves out to anything. We've had the offers of the old manscaping products.
0: They were after us, weren't they?
1: They were. We haven't yet done it. Well, we weren't convinced whether it was real or not. It felt inherently dodgy from the way in which he was contacted. But, you know, Listen, if you're a legitimate business and you sell those products, I'm happy to have a go. I'll even do a live advert <laughs> to talk to you we about whether it's any good.
0: subscribers if you did a live advert.
1: <laughs> Put the video on YouTube, yeah. which also we have a channel of where you can hear the show, so go check that out. Yeah, there's a
0: no visual yes, isn't there?
1: No, we haven't yet got to that point of our lives. We're
0: trying to build an audience, aren't we? <laughs> New Manscaping.
1: <laughs> Just our mugs pop up on the screen and everyone goes, unsubscribe.
0: Yeah, delete. I thought when you got the invitation for the Manscaping stuff it was some sort of chechen rebel cell that was trying to fund its campaign it's just as well we ignored it because we need to be careful who we align ourselves (laughs)
1: Uh, but we are where we are we're here and we're here to entertain you hopefully hopefully it'll be useful hopefully we'll discuss some stuff that might be of interest i'm hoping the how many pages have you got there of your note four and a half so mark has four and a half notes of good shit to talk about this show i have four lines to remind. I'll just give you my opinion which counts for little and Matt will give you some proper easter eggs and information and what have you. Which is good I need some information because there was lots of this that left me slightly tantalisingly intrigued. Should we start by discussing what our first impressions were of this show? Yeah. Do it. <laughs> I'm asking you Mark. I care.
0: Very excited about this show and have been since it was announced. There's a couple I'm aware of that are coming through show wise that I'm really really excited about. This one out of the three that they are I know What If is on the cusp of being released that's more cartoony stuff this is the one I've been most excited about and actually really glad episode one didn't disappoint Yeah. the way they've approached it WandaVision it's a different type of story unless you're a comic book fan you don't really know where it can go and the same with Falcon Winter Soldier whereas Loki I don't think you particularly need to know too much about the comics Loki's been one of the main characters from the very very beginning if it was Captain America obviously he was one of the Avengers from the very beginning so you'd have more involved emotionally with him. Wanda, Vision, Winter Soldier and Falcon have come in.
1: But you didn't really know a huge amount insofar far as you, you had no real rapport. Loki's been in and around. He's sort of a A character based on the universe so far.
0: You've seen him ten years of him popping up. You're already invested aren't you? Out of all the villains you've ever had he had a really good story arc. Mm. He's changed from being the mischievous god wanting to kill them all in Avengers Assemble at the end wanting to save his brother. Now we're picking him up again in a different variable
1: well we're picking him up at the most evil point
0: he's gone back
1: now hasn't he to when he was being a knob he was super knob he got brought down a peg or two and then learned some life lessons and was still a bit of a knob but less of a knob whereas this point we are at the height of his knobbiness what did you think i really enjoyed it this was what i felt wandavision lacked in those first three episodes this was what they should have done with their first three episodes Mm. there was a lovely balance between picking up where Endgame film left off so sort of explaining what some of the effects of what happened in that film. It was a nice balance between explaining where we're going and digging into the character as well and having a bit of action and comedy. It was a lovely balance of all those things. I have to say I still remain slightly frustrated that Marvel don't release maybe the first couple of episodes. So if there's nine episodes in the season like there was with WandaVision and Falcon I think they could release maybe the first two or three and then release them weekly after that because there's only six here maybe release the first two because I feel the first one sort of whets your taste buds but doesn't give you enough to get stuck into it whereas I feel after a couple of episodes you get a vibe of where it's going and I feel you're better able to digest and assess the show.
0: That's a good thing to do but I also recognise that about two things, they want to keep the retention of subscribers but also as was mentioned in our one division show these are springboards, the way these shows are set up I think are to either conclude the story of the og avengers or spiral off into another next phase where we get introduced to new characters and as we know we've had this all the time where people have gone oh what about doing this what about doing this and actually marvel have always been one step ahead in their creative whether it's been retconned in or they've listened to the fans fantastic scene in endgame where all of the female characters appear briefly now some people thought it was a bit glib some people thought it was like it was good because it showed female empowerment actually all that told me strong female characters have always been Woven into the film, film the
1: universe. Yeah,
0: they've always been there. Every film you could go Captain Marvel, Rescue, or Pepper Pots. All of them have always been there. Black Widow was in Iron Man. Always been there. They actually have their own comic where all the female superheroes are a team. That's what I saw as the nod, which was they've just gone back to the fans. Whereas a lot of people are going, oh yeah, you know Marvel's shown us women empowerment. It's like it's always been there. These shows I think are going to be a springboard to the next thing. For example, this is going to lead into Doctor Strange two. Then you've got Secret War. Wars coming up you've also got Armor Wars which picks up with Tony Stark and you've got all the other characters that have come back you've got She-Hulk which was going to have Daredevil in it I always think just wait and see what happens
1: this first episode was the best first episode of the three shows we've seen so far in getting that nice balance between warming up doing the intro laying the foundations but giving enough where at the end of that episode i was like yeah i feel like i've had a good chunk of flesh from that
0: it didn't feel like it was too overwhelming
1: no well <laughs> i'll say yeah i say no <laughs> having then quite literally passed out trying to figure out some of the questions on the time and what happens now he's not in that timeline and does that change and whoever i'm sure we'll come to that
0: well let's give the synopsis of this episode do Loki, the god of mischief, finds himself out of time and in an unusual place and forced against his godly disposition to cooperate with others.
1: I mean, you've just started in your little synopsis there with one of the key things, which is in his godly manner. Because in this episode, you have to question what the definition of a god is. Because we've been led to believe that Thor and Loki are the Norse gods. They are gods. But actually, do they just have magic powers that make them godlike? because these time dudes seem able... Well, the Infinity Stones, I mean, the Infinity Stone bit itself is evidence of just how powerful these time folk are because the Infinity Stones mean nothing to them. They don't even work in this universe and yet you've got Loki and Thor who were getting defeated and wiped out and destroyed by these things.
0: So I'm going to quickly try to explain... Excellent.
1: This is what I hope you were going to do from your four and a half pages of notes.
0: Well, the things you just mentioned... Aren't in there, Ooh. I'm gonna freestyle it.
1: Uh, Brace so yourself, people.
0: Thor is a god of Asgard. Don't forget, Loki is an adopted son and is in fact the offspring of the frost giants. You know, the life model decoys. You've not seen Agents of, Sh- you have seen Agents yes, of, yes, I have. The life model decoy is what Tony Stark made and then they threw it into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. wasn't
1: Colson she- one of them?
0: Well, he ended up being one multiple times. He died. The lady. <laughs> who was stuffed in the cupboard. Well, why have you got a lady in the cupboard? Because you're not a 12-year-old teenager. <laughs>
1: Or a serial killer Or
0: a serial killer The difference is She was still talking (laughs) Um, She was a a Life model decoy That he was programming And then as you quite rightly say Agent Coulson Became one He died So they did What they kind of did In Picard Spoilers And take his Essence And shove it in an android Hmm. There was a combination of him Worried about being a robot And also Whether he'd been copied Because I actually made a note In 2009 (laughs) So did I Loki died 2012 He stole the Tesseract 2013 He died again 2017 he stole the tesseract 2018 he died again and 2019 he stole the tesseract boom
1: now is that why he was nervous about going to the thing because he wasn't sure whether technically he is a robot
0: he's probably a bit confused at this point he is the alternate version because what has happened is he's created a branch timeline so mm-hmm. when he landed in the Gobi Desert and immediately which is hilarious because first thing he did is he saw an audience of people and stood on a podium they don't speak English
1: His full nobbiness came out
0: <laughs> straight away and suddenly the door opened, which was a little bit similar because I've got it in me further information. Your
1: Easter eggs notes are gonna be ruined because of all my stupid questions, aren't they? They're
0: all out of they'll be out of sequence, so you're gonna to have to forgive me, but I put I basically put teleport technology similar to that used in Legends of Tomorrow, which is a DC show. Right. And so what they have is like a door opened and you just walk through. It's a better thing than a Transporter or some other clever thing like a TARDIS. So they appear and then they lose interest in those and start speaking to the people with the weapons promptly get owned. <laughs>
1: I think that was hilarious. I think there was a lovely balance here between some really emotionally heavy lifting. The scene between Mobius and Loki, where they're in his office and he's really drilling deep into his emotional psyche, it's quite a heavy lifting thing. Where he starts showing the pictures and the videos of his mum being killed and the fact that it was his fault because he'd sent them that way, was obviously quite hard hitting. I and mean, it's watching someone getting slowly dismantled. And by the same token, you have the absolute hilarious scene where he gets clocked in the face with that stick and it goes into slow motion. You're just seeing his face, which is what happens to my face post lockdown, just when I go out in the wind. All that fat just floats around.
0: And... I know you're feeling the pain <laughs> in real time.
1: In real time. Yeah, I thought things like that were really, really funny and I think this is where they got the balance for everything just absolutely spot on. I loved it. I thought it felt a bit Umbrella Academy with the time office thing in season two of the Umbrella Academy if anyone's watched it and they're doing the whole time thing it felt a bit like that with the way they've got these just ordinary workers doing ordinary jobs in almost like a corporation that's run by people who were in charge of time
0: there's lots of shows that are on that have just 1960s 70s style offices just flanked with filing cabinets and ovals television screens I think it's quite stylish it sat well because I suppose they have like extreme technology because they're kind of sitting outside of all of these variants and these timelines and they've just got a screen keeping an eye on it because you see the vistas that it's a massive place. What I liked is the intro because they've taken now it could be a combination because I know they filmed more stuff for Endgame which replicated the other perspective of what had been filmed in Avengers Assemble. So I don't know whether they've spliced those two scenes together to create the intro of how we end up getting the Tesseract again and getting thrown into the Gobi Desert but I thought it was a nice intro.
1: Yeah it's brilliant isn't it? Yeah
0: because you've got the Hollywood level to multi-billion pound film for just grabbing it and making that doll from his perspective
1: it's what I love most about these kind of shows it's that interwoven interconnectivity and just the ability to call back and introduce things and everything they introduce and everything they mention you sort of get a little excited about because it's either something you know or it's something you suspect you should know and then you just you want to go away and, and investigate it Oh quality I thoroughly enjoyed the introduction I quite like the whole TVA thing going yeah. on just his first experiences of this just watching him constantly getting done every single time whether it be the sign here this is what you said bearing in mind he's a thousand years old I
0: think you're going to say what I'm thinking I looked at that
1: pile of paper and thought I've said more More shit than that that, and I'm nowhere near a thousand years old
0: I I sort of thought that's one conversation
1: (laughs) maybe Hawkeye's pile might have been like that because he seems quite a stalwart strong but silent type whereas Loki like you said he landed in the Kobe desert and immediately wanted to go in a speech I mean that speech alone probably was like three pages
0: absolutely yeah but once he gets through the metal detector or whatever it is <coughs> which cause, was funny because it's a whistle stop talk I mean he's beefed up he's obviously just seen Thor his brother's new guns oh
1: my god I saw an Instagram post of him Jesus Christ I'm trying not to swear too much there but by Jingo right. I got turned on just looking at that picture
0: I believe that he's doing a biopic he's playing Hulk Hogan Ah, so he'll go straight into the next one so compared to 2011 to that it's like just boom isn't it
1: oh huge Loki Loki was looking, looking tidy it, yeah. and ripped and then obviously he had to do the deli counter ticket thing which I thought was hilarious
0: that's what it's like yeah you're... when
1: you go to passport control, yeah. you land at three o'clock in the morning and there's no fucker there and they go <laughs> you're you gotta go...
0: and it's like you've
1: got to do the zigzag. all the other people from your aeroplane start to join and so you're halfway through it and then the next person comes through there's just this ridiculous line of suitcases being pulled
0: and then he gets the induction with Miss Minutes
1: yeah, which felt a bit Jurassic Parky, y Liked that.
0: Bit of a side thing. There's a game called Fallout 4, which I play, which has got an add-on of Nuka World, and it's a bit like Disney World, I suppose. And so they have this Coca-Cola bottle that has a face on it and gives you an induction to the theme park. Miss Minutes is voiced by Tara Strong, who is famously known for voicing several DC characters, and many other characters, but was notably going to play Harley Quinn on DC's TV show The Arrow. However, the time of filming it when they were going to be introducing the Suicide Squad onto the Arrowverse Warner Brothers were currently looking at doing the Suicide Squad film which ultimately bombed so they scrapped them being allowed to use her character in the show ah. the fact that she's voicing it they've got some good talent
1: yeah she seems to have done lots of voiceover stuff yeah that was quite good I have to say I mean put me legal head on for a second here you're waiting to go in for trial and you don't take a ticket so you get killed instantly yeah, That's a bit like getting arrested for murder going up for trial and then the police killing you on the way to the courtroom that didn't feel necessarily due process the other thing I had a massive issue with and this obviously then starts to dribble into the time debate is he's up for trial for having breached time rules by having created a separate strand and will get killed if found guilty and was 100% likely to be found guilty the Avengers who massively played around with time get a complete free pass and the suggestion oh well that's all part of the tapestry and yet what they did created the opportunity that Loki then took which had to have therefore been made part of the tapestry I mean what he did that was different to what the Avengers did was absolutely zero and yet they were like yeah no we're just going to wave our hands and let that just wash away
0: it was a deus ex back in a moment which actually he was being true to form because he's a mischievous god and they did in fact create the opportunity that allowed him to flit through time. But You should have represented him. I would have done I would have got him off. Be- Loki, <laughs> give me a call. What I, mean, what I imagine this show will do every time somebody clocks a plot hole, I guarantee this show will be time variance. He didn't do anything other than what was created. So if they hadn't have messed around with the time heist the thing with that is if they hadn't have dropped the Tesseract he wouldn't have picked it up no so he wouldn't be there We wouldn't have a Loki show no yeah so it's all because of the Avengers yeah kill them
1: kill them all (laughs) time people get the Avengers in find them guilty I mean hang on a minute let's take this another step further now I'm on my soapbox I feel like I'm defending the wrong side here but I'm going in all guns blazing Captain America Steve Rogers talk about someone fucking around with the timeline he went back in time to enjoy the line he missed out on because of the ice cube incident that isn't interfering with time was that okay Well, I'm doing air quotes here people because it's not okay it's exactly what Loki did and got done
0: for it well I'm glad you brought that up because he did in fact create another branch timeline I'm glad you're here because you're linking all these. Is- oh very good did we see I'll ask you if you saw it did we see a Peggy Carter cameo we're jumping about he steals off Luke Wilson's character the little remote control that allows him to zoom across yeah. places in the corridor behind him those little portal doors open and what looks like Peggy Carter it isn't the actress who plays her she's wearing the same hairstyle and same clothes I wonder whether there was alluding to her a cameo because in the what if timelines Peggy Carter becomes Captain Britain also when Steve Rogers went back created a branch timeline and so maybe that was her being arrested
1: cards on the table like, I've only watched this episode once I didn't have time to watch it a second time before doing this I am going to go away and watch it a second time and hopefully we'll be able to pick up on a lot of the stuff I I suspect I missed because I was just ridiculously excited about the fact it was on. I felt that was an outrageously poor show of justice on Loki's behalf and he's not someone who you normally can argue for but in this case I do feel he got the shitty end of the stick so to speak.
0: No, I agree entirely, you picked up a lot of the things I had written down because otherwise all my notes are worthless. (laughs) But just on a side note, which has got nothing to do with the show but just a little bit for the listeners that loki from earth 1610 can retcon history into anything he desires by either creating events that never happened or erasing events as if they never happened right from the comics okay in the comics loki formed his own gang like the avengers called the prime movers and that included dr doom kingpin magneto mandarin red skull and the wizard
1: right so who are these time people because they seem to have an awful lot of say in what goes on in the universe just found loki the god of mischief guilty of something that his brother thor did exactly the same
0: the timekeepers not to be confused with the watchers i think were given permission by the timekeepers to keep an eye on history the watchers tend to be omnipotent they would go around making sure that people were following the path the timekeepers are the three faces appeared behind the judge when she was sentenced in Loki, and they gave authority to the, the Time Variance Authority to have one sacred timeline. So any branch of them is immediately destroyed. So it tells you that they don't mess around, which is why when that guy was messing around with the ticket, they just basically wiped him out of existence.
1: And so where do they sit in an importance level to people like... The Eternals,
0: well, they don't because they're outside of that, right? Because you've got the Celestials, yeah, and above the Celestials, there's two others which I can't remember. So, you've got Celestials that made man, the Deviants, and the Eternals, and there's three of them. And then the Eternals are basically to help humanity around. The Deviants were also around to them, messing things up, but above them, the Celestials. So, nowhere that you saw in Guardians of Galaxy that was a Celestial, we got a glimpse of the Celestials in both Guardians of Galaxy, Ego. was a Celestial, but he says in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 he's the last of the Celestials, so we don't know where they've gone. But then above them there was two lots, so one created the other and so on and so forth. Well,
1: where's Thanos? Thanos was in Thanos, this?
0: Thanos, he's a Titan. He's the brother of Star Fox.
1: And what's Star Fox?
0: He's an Eternal. Okay. Angelina Jolie's cousin is Thanos.
1: Right, so these lizard people just sit completely outside of that in their own little...
0: They're out of time, I suppose, and basically what they do is keep an eye on what they call the sacred thread.
1: But they're going to have a real problem because do they realise that Marvel have called Doctor Strange's next movie the multiverse? Are someone giving them the heads up on this? Because that might throw a spanner in the works when Doctor Strange comes along and goes I'll take your sacred timeline and take an enormous dump on it. Thank you, sir. I'm
0: glad you brought that up because I too have an answer. For that? <gasps> <gasps> In fact, Kevin Feige has gone on record saying that No Way Home, WandaVision, Loki and Doctor Strange 2 will all be connected. In fact, in the infomercial that Miss Minutes plays to Loki, but she uses the words madness and multiverse in her infomercial, which could be a little cheeky thing to the movie. Right. And so I imagine the curve with the movies and the two shows will culminate in Doctor Strange 2. They've just killed Doctor Strange 2 in the comics. Right. That's not saying the MCU is dying, by the way, but these people are coming out. Have contract now, What's the space. I'm
1: sure Benedict Cumbach has probably been signed up to what three movies, maybe three Avengers movies, in the same way as Robert Down Jr. and co were. Uh, probably, Chris but then, Evans.
0: for example, Samuel L. Jackson was signed up to I think six or something, they did a multiple picture deal, and they put it in the contract and they'll say. We might need you for six movies and two cameos. They've redone the contracts now because they didn't have TV.
1: This show is going to be so fascinating because Loki was already an incredibly fabulous character. He was already very interesting as a character. But now we've got this whole nurture versus nature debate going on because now he's prime nobness So in the timeline we've seen, we've watched him evolve from being a knob to being sort of broken down gradually to the extent where I think in Thor 3, Thor just turned around and went, yeah, listen, do you know what? Quite frankly, don't give a flying monkeys what you get up to these days because you're a knob. You're always going to be a knob and you're going to keep on being a knob and I just don't have the time or the energy for it anymore. Then they watched the destruction of Asgard and then obviously Thanos comes into play and very quickly you can see him evolve and almost dial his knobbiness right down. I mean, he'll never change completely. Whereas now it's a case of how will he change because he's almost had those life experiences that i've just described there in a five minute video no absolutely he's just had it he's gone right here's what happens in your other life now you know
0: well it's the life less travel doesn't it it's yeah. the life he didn't have he's now out of time because the branch that he was in they've destroyed with that time bomb just briefly going back to answer the question you asked about the infinity stones in the draw the reason why they're worthless is because that just shows how many timelines they've destroyed the trinkets now right they're still infinity stones at the point for them to have as many as they do that's how many timelines they've destroyed in which one of those was involved some of them are now paperweights and also if you notice the tesseract isn't glowing as much as it was when he had it in the suitcase which tells me that the power is diminishing
1: he was found guilty and was going to get killed <laughs> erased, erased from yeah. the universe but that hasn't happened because they need him they've almost shown him that to perhaps reduce his knobbiness <laughs> to the point where they can work with him because of of course spoiler alert it turns out that he's the one who's giving them loads of problems by killing all their team and so they need loki to catch loki
0: he says it's him i would leave an open mind all oh,
1: right why what makes you say that
0: don't forget in different timelines there's different variants and there's different variations and in the comics there's lady loki right when he says it's you looking at it from a time perspective it's not actually him and it's a different timeline and therefore it's a loki that time
1: could be a woman okay because there's also a junior teen Loki isn't there who joins the young Avengers which seems to be something they're working towards so that could be an interesting development couldn't it whether they go down that route yeah because
0: if you immediately think that it's another one of him I the Spider-Verse you, exactly right so you think about every Spider-Man Gwen Stacy Miles Morales they're all different spider man not the same Spider-Man
1: ah okay so take
0: the Spider-Verse and that play.
1: changes everything completely doesn't it
0: yeah so you think you're chasing down Loki and you go Tom Heddleston all the time but it's not it's whoever became Loki based on the variations and variables of the time they were in well, so the time
1: they're in she might have had a baby girl instead of a baby boy
0: not had Thor and had a girl Loki is a frost giant in another timeline they had Loki who isn't a frost giant in another timeline Thor might not exist and the Loki is the ruler of Asgard there's loads of variations and that's the point Ooh. I'm going to make a prediction early on and I'm going to say oh here
1: we go people he always makes this mistake he forgets it's recorded
0: two predictions I'm going to make I'm going to say that I think Loki will turn up in Love and Thunder that in episode 2 of Loki we see the hooded person in the field that kills all the people is a female version of Loki okay the reason why I'm saying about Love and Thunder is because in Endgame before Loki dies at the hands of Thanos he says to Thor we will meet again and our faces will have our sun shine on it I think this show do something timey-wimey that that allows love and thunder to have a minute considering that the love interest of Thor
1: Natalie Portman Natalie
0: Portman becomes Thor
1: Really? She so thinks she'll become Thor?
0: In the comic, they killed off Thor and then they had a female Thor. Okay. I'm thinking that's uh, going to be a homage to that.
1: Wow. Chris so- Hemsworth has hung around in the Marvel Universe longer than I think we all expected because we were expecting him to probably have said farewell in Endgame when all the rest of the sort of DOGs yes. have gone their separate ways. I suspect because they did such an amazing story arc with Thor, he probably wanted to hang around a bit more because they wanted to do more with that at the end point of Avengers Thor's an overweight Pussy. state is just an absolute mess isn't he he's Well, like... he's
0: in lockdown mode <laughs>
1: he's, he's followed my approach to life
0: beer pizzas telly
1: gut <laughs> long hair
0: <laughs> oh that's it a- right
1: oh my god i've just realized i am Thor. a beast though <laughs> but without the powers or the good looks or the witty charm you're a looker oh you say the nicest things
0: i am seeing your face from behind the sound <laughs> shield yeah,
1: there is a, a a big black thing <laughs> covering over my face It
0: looks like there's an eclipse going past your mouth
1: yeah the pop shield <laughs> yeah which other characters were in this first episode? That you have? I mean, Owen Wilson, we should mention Morbis. I thought he was a fabulous character.
0: Well, the good thing with that, which I was quite excited about when they revealed that he was going to be in this, his brother, Luke Wilson, is one of the characters in the DC Arrowverse Stargirl.
1: Oh, right. And Owen Wilson's gone for the right one, if you ask me. I mean, he's always a very laid back. He's got a very clear style when he does acting. And certainly for this, he's quite an interesting character. Character is more. He was really understanding and quite sympathetic and empathetic towards Loki when they're having that conversation. By the same token, he didn't mind doing a literal kicking of shit of Loki when he needed it. So, for example, the whole time thing where he just rewound him back to the seat whenever he he was getting all high and mighty again. He just you know give him a good kicking and bring him back down to earth. But I'm looking forward to seeing more of that character because I can't decide whether he is just an employee of the time folk you know just doing his job is he an extremist does he follow them
0: like a cult leader
1: i was like a cult follower yeah. of the time people so he buys into everything they say or is there an element of him that questions it and is happy to push the boundaries and sees lots of gray where there might be black and white in other people's yeah. eyes and will that add a nice little context to the loki relationship where you've got always got loki who's always going to push boundaries and always going to to see how far into the grey he can go Mm. and this other guy who will perhaps allow him to do that because he buys into that
0: good casting of Owen Wilson the reasons you've already said I think if we were to take your analogy of the building the TVA is a corporation and all the ones wearing the uniforms are kind of your general workers next to Judge Rensayer he is top level corporate his character has a duality because when he was speaking French to the kid when we find out that he's been given bubblegum and then tells the kid to go and play knowing full well that this grenade is going to wipe out the entire timeline. And I don't think the gravity of that, you're wiping out a history. So the point in France of where he goes to, him, mean, he is going to wipe out everything back to the very beginning of time. Billions of people will die. We're talking mass slaughter on an epic level. The perfect combination is you have this mischievous God who's now got no powers, is humbled by where he is and the predicament he's in, has been shown a glimpse of the future that he's never going to have, knows he can't escape, knows he can't go back to his existing timeline, and there's another character who will do what needs to get done and I think the two will somehow swap or at least have a meeting of minds where they both either agree to do something good and leave a timeline which may cause problems for the multiverse I think that's a really good dynamic yeah
1: it's going to be fascinating to see how that goes as you say it sounds quite callous what he does but it's like doctors I mean you think about doctors what they do on a daily basis they are some of the most brutal callous human beings you've ever come across I mean orthopedic surgeons particularly I used to know um, an orthopedic surgeon and they would quite calmly talk as a matter of fact about how they soared into the rib cage and then they cracked them open to do this and then they hammered into that and they have to snap this to get that and you're going, you do know that's a human being and those are bones and if I even heard that noise then mind saw it or worse still, actually was the cause of it I'd probably pass out whereas because they do it all day every day it becomes just a matter of fact thing it's not that they are callous people it's just it's part of their job and it becomes the norm he's a bit the same I, I get the feel where because he's used to just putting these grenades to tidy up the timeline it's now just the norm throw that on there let's not think any more about what it actually does it just does the thing that i need to do as part and parcel of my job so it might not be that he's cold and callous it might just be he's become emotionally neutralized by that having done it so many times but maybe what loki will introduce is reminding him of the impact and the consequences of that maybe to the point where he goes against the whole sacred timeline he Ethos, which therefore allows for the multiverse, which then obviously feeds into everything that yeah. they're setting up at the minute. Yeah,
0: because he's desensitised, isn't he, at the moment? Yeah. He's carrying out the job.
1: But he's not completely desensitised, because yeah. when he was talking to that kid, he didn't need to. That was a waste of time. In fact, I think the other geezer came up behind him and went, right, come on, stop wasting time, just get on with this. He didn't need to interact with that character in the way that he did. He didn't need to be as nice to him. There was nothing he needed to do that he did in that scene. Mm. It was almost like that soft understanding interaction. The kid doesn't need to know. I'm just about to wipe him off the face of the universe. Go on, give me your bubble gum. Off you pop. Why couldn't he have just kept the bubble gum, given that they were just gonna wipe out the timeline? I was taking candy from a baby. It literally wasn't it. I- Rewind I- that. He's an ass. <laughs> he stole candy from a baby. There is no redeeming of this character. He
0: was thinking of his teeth. It was 15th century France. He's well lucky arrived. he had any at that yeah, I age. Say, yeah. Maybe that's how the end. up with no teeth. In the future, Everyone's got bubblegum. Bubble I think that was for the scene because it was to show a duality. Clearly, the grunt with the gun wanted to just wipe it out and move on. He's trying to hunt down the prey, find out who's causing it all. The bubblegum was clearly a clue to something. We don't know what that is yet. That didn't need to be there, but I think for the purpose of building this character that we've just seen, we've become emotionally attached. We've seen a side of him that isn't true to form.
1: I suppose it's a bit tropey insofar as he's that character that has enlisted Loki to catch Loki, whereas everyone else is like we'll do it and let's just kill this Loki and move on to doing it sorting the job ourselves whereas he's the outside the box thinker he goes well why don't we just use the actual Loki yeah
0: well, that makes sense and it also means we've got a show
1: yeah what about the female soldier are there any characters in there who you know to be bigger characters than I might have picked up on just by virtue of the fact it's the first episode so I don't really know how involved they're going to be because the soldier who who ends up getting the collar put on her and she's been dropped all over the oh. show I felt she possibly would have a bigger part to play but I don't know whether that's just because she's a great character or whether she's actually someone in the comics
0: I think she's just for the show the one that has a link Judge Renslayer right. now she shares her last name with Ravona Slayer. that was the love interest of Kang the Conqueror for those who are listening want to check out our Black Widow podcast I alluded to a prediction that I thought Kang the Conqueror would appear in one of the next phase Marvel movies and actually has been confirmed the villain in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. right now the reason why that's important is Kang the Conqueror has technology that allows him to travel in time
1: right uh, it feels to me like they're sort of branching off a couple of different threads that perhaps will come to some huge universal cataclysmic head in the same way as Thanos did on the one hand you've got the Eternals who are going to be doing stuff about the creation of stuff and I've got no idea who the Eternals are so I'm looking forward to that you've got Who are the ones who can transform into anything they want? Uh, The scroll With the Secret War stuff going on, which creates a whole different arc in itself. You've got the multiverse stuff, which comes in direct conflict with the time people. And the more that goes on with that, the more they're going to butt heads. So the more the multiverse stuff exists, the more people who can dick around with time exist. The more powerful those people are, the better they are able to challenge those time people it sort of sounds like you're going to have a lot of different massive battles that may well come to a head at some point with the likes of the Eternals having to go toe to toe with the time folk
0: well I mean the Eternals are pretty hardcore anyway
1: but these time people are almost separated out so it's going to be interesting to see how they're able there must be something that will happen which hinders their powers and abilities or they actually find they're not as powerful as they thought they were there is a chink in their armour and that allows the multiverse sought to continue it's almost like a a cheat on championship manager from 1997 where if you bid the maximum amount which was 20 million pounds in those days and the club accepted it and then you went in and amended the offer to zero you got the play for zero but the computer still thought you were paying 20 million quid Days of the old cheats. Yeah, which allowed you to buy whoever you wanted for nothing.
0: Remember those days where you could just do that? There was always cheats. You used to watch
1: Games Master. Yeah. In the UK there was Games Master that used to give you a comic book with loads of little cheat tips. Push down, click A twice, do a full circle, stand on your head and click your magic fingers and all of a sudden you couldn't die. You had infinite lives. Where were those days gone? Well, they might now exist in the (laughs) Marvel Universe. I think I've just and covered it the
0: only thing I noticed Tom Hiddleston I know executive producer on this yeah he has technically a bit more control over the creative aspect
1: so I heard an interview with Kate Heron and she was explaining how Tom was involved because he'd played Loki for so long they were looking at him to give guidance on what he had done and decided to evolve the character up to that point because of course they're dialing it back in time and so they were looking at how Loki would respond Bond in a different set of circumstances I suppose when he's an executive and I don't know this I'm just guessing I suppose he's got the executive producer title more because without him evolving that Loki character would have been substantially more difficult because he's able to say well look Loki would probably do this and this is how he would have done.
0: Also means he's paying for some of the show.
1: Oh does it? Yeah. I mean to be honest if someone came to me and said would you like to invest in a Marvel film firstly I'd think they were full of shit because why would they come to me secondly I wouldn't be able to contribute a huge amount towards the bill but I would quite happily hand over my entire life savings because your investment's pretty safe at the minute with Marvel
0: yeah absolutely but he'll have a profit share on that as well as get an executive producer credit he'll get paid a bit more and then that'll be on top of his wedge for being the actor in it as well right with that comes the creative control as you say who better to ask than the person who's played it for what 10 years you must have an infinity not an infinity stone but an an affinity (laughs) to the character when you've lived in for 10 years there's a gap between the films so you've got to kind of get in the zone, you leave it, you do something else you come back, you do the night manager, there's definitely a commitment to it and it's like Tom Holland Tom Holland's gone on record and said he'll do Spider-Man for as long as Sony wants him and if they continue to turn over the money they have done I can see him being there for a long time we'll move on to easter eggs if you haven't got any other questions
1: I may interrupt you during your easter eggs because I'm sure you're going to raise a load of questions that I probably have thought of but because I didn't write them down in my copious amounts of notes
0: probably covered a lot of these anyway when we've been doing our normal talking I've made a note of the lift letters which is not an easter egg because I haven't actually worked out what they are usually when you have an easter egg in films for example like usually car number plates normally reference comics when the people first shown up amazing spider man you have the letter on the number plate so I've made a note of the lift numbers only for personal purposes because I haven't quite worked out what they are because you do well just because you never ever came up you might have asked me a question about what the symbols are
1: what are the symbols
0: (laughs) (laughs) The symbols that appear on the panel of the lift are a combination of alphabetical and numerical, which could be abbreviations for something. Then you've got what looks like a zero, basically. The one below it is an X, and the one below that is like an equal sign. And then a smiley face...
1: (laughs) so it was clearly a teenager's written that lift because they've stuck the emoji smiley face at the end of it it
0: could be a graffiti and no one's worked out and think it's some code but at the <laughs> moment I've I made a note of it because I think it could allude to something later on in the show we can come back to that we've already mentioned the Avengers intro scene what we didn't talk about actually but we get what is essentially a callback to Iron Man when he lands in the Gobi Desert when Iron Man's first yeah it part.
1: was it was very similar the way he just plunged into the, the sand desert. dune
0: yeah the TVA is obviously canical us in the comics so it's not a new thing that they've retconned in but basically they were introduced in the 1986 issue of Thor
1: who had an enormous bout of sympathy for the special effects guys when they got out of the lift and looked out of the window to the TVA world and I sat there and thought oh shit man <laughs> <laughs> Someone came in on Monday morning and went, right, guys, so I need you to design me a special effects city from scratch. Are we using a city with landmarks as a boilerplate? No, nope. from scratch, all special effects, it doesn't exist. Think Star Wars Episode 1, special effects yeah. levels, and at that point everyone went, I um, love, I'm probably not going to be home for the next six months. Tell me what the kids look like uh, when they grow up. Uh, love you lots. Bye. That's sort of the work that would have probably gone in. For that. Well, when,
0: when he was looking out the window I was having a Cloud City when George Lucas made it more yeah, because obviously Cloud City was just a corridor.
1: It didn't look amazing though. I, um, I know some people were quite keen on it but I have to say I hate stuff that looks really artificial CG. Yeah. I really hate it and part of the reason why the more recent Star Wars films are more my thing is because you've got the dirt on the ships and everything's filmed in reality. It's not all green or blue screen stuff. There's lots of real to it, just that feeling of but I guess because it's such a made up place I gave it a bit of a, a short, sharp shrift and moved on. It didn't bug me too much, but I hope there isn't too much of that stuff.
0: I think because it was just a, a pickup or a side Yeah,
1: and as long as that's all it is, yeah. it starts to become more and more. But I don't think it will cause that's not Marvel's style, is it? No,
0: I mean I think when you're having exposition with a character sitting across the desk with somebody for a good couple of minutes it becomes boring. So they'll have them walking down a corridor. We have the opposite when we're talking about about Star Trek Discovery because all they do is walk down corridors. Yeah. So I imagine it was just a swipe. Because
1: I wasn't overly keen on the Marvel, Miss Marvel films, you know, at the beginning of the first one where, I said the first one, there's only been one so far. Or has there? What timeline are we doing this in? (laughs) At the beginning when she doesn't know she's human and they go into those different planets. She's
0: being trained and inducted.
1: Yeah. I don't like those kind of settings. They feel fake and it it really takes me out of the film because it feels so artificial does that make sense no it does yeah
0: because i i think at this stage they were probably trying to cram that much in
1: that's what i'm slightly worried about i mean they've got so much good faith in the bank so far marvel and feige i'm happy to just see it out but that's my big worry about where the universe goes from here because up to this point you've had iron man who's real doing real things in the real world you've got captain america who has powers but there's still quite limited powers and you can't fly you can't Make himself disappear, you know, he's just strong. Fighting a bad guy on Earth is pretty straightforward. It started to get a bit more complicated when you introduce Thor, but Thor has some limited abilities, or whether or not he doesn't know the full extent of his powers, so that kind of works. Guardians of the Galaxy was a bit like, oh, we're going into that sort of world, but that's quite a gritty way of doing it, so yeah. they've sidestepped that. Miss Marvel started to feel a bit Superman yeah. towards the end, and you know, I feel about. Superman and then of course you've destroyed Thanos and now we're going to the wider universe we've got the Eternals that's a wider universe you've got obviously this sort of multiverse thing which Doctor Strange is going to wander down and just at the back of my head it's going I hope this isn't going to become something that takes me out of it because it feels so artificial.
0: If you look at the evolution of the films you know you had the Earth based stories then you went interplanetary to Asgard then you took it one step further into space with Guardians then you've taken it further again with the Eternals into not just space but deeper space you've then gone into the quantum realm so that's another area you're going into we'll just have to see how they do it but hopefully they don't lose the threads
1: no so Spider-Man Homecoming I don't want to lose films like that I don't want to lose Iron Man 1 I don't want to lose the Captain America films the feelings I got from them I loved the feelings I got from the Guardians of the Galaxy I loved now that the worlds are starting to converge yeah. there's just that air of nervousness that they're going to spoil it but I guess that's because I love it so much so I don't want them to spoil it you're a bit more adverse to change because change creates risk as i say they've got enough goodwill Hmm. in the bank for me to Built say up. just let them do it have faith in the process because they haven't fucked it up so far so why would they do it now
0: you think about Guardians of the Galaxy it was an unknown Yeah, it was a box office hit you think if it was going to be a film that was a bit questionable and I was concerned because not many people knew of the comics or in fact the characters so you're thinking you're really going out on a trust with the viewer and it worked it paid off well
1: like, you've got the Eternals you've got a team of omnipotent beings and it just sounds utterly dull but then in the trailer they've got one of them going oh well shall I take over as the of the Avengers now Iron Man's not there and now Steve Rogers Steve isn't Rogers. in charge I think someone throws a quid back at him and it's just little things like that will hopefully keep it grounded enough where you don't lose what we've loved up to this point
0: the clever thing with that with what you just said is Marvel is that good you referred to him as Steve Rogers not Captain America they know he's no longer Captain America Yeah. how good is that it wouldn't have mattered would it I can't remember who said it it was
1: him he was a guy when... right. he
0: could have gone to Captain America and nobody would have bought, well apart from purists would have picked up on it but that's Marvel the fact that they went Steve Rogers it's acknowledging that they know he's not Captain America anymore amazing but no you're absolutely spot on I hope they don't have too many threads to tie it all in so moving on we mentioned the scroll inside the TVA now he's wearing a tracksuit and I'll go on to the next easter egg I missed the scroll he goes into the reception area
1: no this is why I need to watch it a second time because I'll pick up on these things okay
0: and I'll come on to the tracksuit in a minute because that's important so that's the first one well it
1: is because of course he just might have wanted comfy pants on I mean we all do in lockdown
0: he may have been slumming it uh, We've already mentioned the life model decoys these were obviously things that popped up in agents of shield and obviously in the marvel comics secret wars which is another show that's coming soon which is going to feature nick fury and in fact the the skrull that we saw in captain marvel and in spider-man far from home that came from the introduction explains about all the interdimensional timelines trying to vie for supremacy and that alludes to the secret wars comic event that happened in 2015 i'm looking forward to the secret wars show if i'm being honest the little remote controls that we were laughing at where she was getting messed around it's called the retroactive canon in the Marvel comics so they've just made a smaller version of that the timekeepers we spoke about were introduced in the 1970s Thor comic they were the remnants of the last remaining part of the universe before destruction we have the Kree and Nova's attack on Titan which is the homeworld to Thanos Miss Minutes explains about the uprising and it talked about the blue people the Kree and Nova Corps in the Guardians of the Galaxy Ronin confirmed that the Kree and the Nova Corps were at war for a thousand years and as I mentioned the additional bonuses Drag was Tara Strong voiced Harley Quinn the Skrull in the reception area who's wearing a tracksuit could be one of the tracksuit Draculas which is a mafia style organisation that operated in New York that Hawkeye dealt with which could spin into the Hawkeye series
1: okay I suppose the only thing I'd say to that is I'm struggling to get excited about the Hawkeye TV series in the same way as I'm struggling slightly to get excited about the Black Widow because as we understand it Marvel are always completely obvious and open with us about stuff this is kind of the end of the road for the hawkeye character and we know it's the end of the road for the black widow character so it's a bit like oh, what's the point in watching these shows now i'm gonna obviously watch them and i'm no doubt i'll probably thoroughly enjoy them but it's quite hard to get excited about them in the same way as this because this feels like it's opening doors to exciting things that are to come whereas the black widow and the hawkeye still feel like i'm closing the doors that are behind me and that's not quite as exciting.
0: Black Widow is a bitter pill. Yeah. Because not because of the fact that you know that she's already dead, but they've waited two years to be reminded of the fact that she died in 2019. I
1: mean, obviously, there's a couple of things that are going to be in that movie, which will tie into things like the Falcon series. So, yeah. Miss Hydra, Lady Duda, she's in Black Widow, which obviously, and we're supposed to have seen that before Falcon, so that when she walks inside, we go, ah, oh, right, oh, hello, mm. it's you again. So there's little things like that, which will no doubt feed in, but these are almost like really, really subtly small introductions to yeah. things that don't feel that. When we're talking about beings that control time and beings that created the universe, when we're talking about what Black Widow, a normal human being with no superpowers can do, it kind of feels a bit small, Fry. Yeah. And it's a bit the same with Hawkeye, which is why it's a shame they didn't have these things before the End Game, because I would have been really more excited about knowing more about them, because they're part of the Avengers, whereas now yeah. they're kind of not. I
0: think the Hawkeye specifically is to springboard the young Avengers because he's training his daughter up who was blinked away
1: maybe with Black Widow is as well
0: well I think Black Widow is going to go into Thunderbolts General Ross is coming back what's Thunderbolts it's General Ross because he's Red Hulk he tits around with the serum that Hulk is playing with he becomes Red Hulk She-Hulk is going to have Daredevil in it because She-Hulk's a lawyer and Daredevil will be back into that he may also be introduced into Spider-Man because that's his mate because he finds him in a wheelie bin and then takes him to Night Nurse Thunderbolt Ross could well be in that Tim Roth is going back in to reprise his role as Abomination for She-Hulk so I think you could well have all that going on and it leads to the Thunderbolts. Mm. And then the Nexus events, mentioning that one path can lead to another Nexus event, which is what the TVA try and avoid, which has happened in the MCU a few times. The first one in Age of Ultron in Oslo. The Nexus in the Division fake commercials. So the MCU have mentioned Nexus a few times. That's what I found this week. I mean, I'm sure there's others that I missed.
1: Plenty there to be had, isn't there?
0: I mean, I'm sure a lot of the things will evolve. I'm quite interested about the lift buttons to see where that goes. That You're can't... obsessed with the but... lift, eye. I can't see why you'd bother with that level of intricacy unless it means something later on. Because unless those buttons, you press them and they go to a different timeline and they mean something, we'll come back to it.
1: We're in danger of going down another rabbit rabbit hole. hole. Fantastic. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. Hopefully we've shed some light on it. I know I feel slightly better armed for episode two and I'm going to go back and watch the first one again. Clint Christmark was here. If you've enjoyed it, give us a review. It's always good to get some positive feedback. It helps more people see the show. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at the 2 marks at thepodstation.co.uk but God if you've got enough time on your hands time on your hands uh, to send an email then I don't know maybe you need to get another hobby but feel free to contact us I don't know it'd be nice to hear from you DM us on social media that's always good probably the best place to get hold of us if you want to throw some comments in there let us know what your thoughts are do you agree do you disagree have we missed something if we have let us know then that'll do us for today won't it thanks for listening yeah we'll catch you next week with episode 2 yes Take care. Bye.
0: Excelsior. Get social at the two marks on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Also check them out on YouTube.